this episode, I'm going to start our trek with a connection between Leonardo da Vinci, the ceremony of the broken needle, and the needle and thread Gordy, plus a few other interesting stitch-related legends. Hello and welcome to the Stitch Safari podcast, a sprightly and upbeat expedition into the alluringly appealing ambrosial world of stitch, sewing and embroidery. Each fortnight we'll trek through and discover the utilitarian, the decorative, the quirky and the just plain fun world that is the art of the needle. Hello, my name's Kathy Jack Copeland and I'm the Stitch Safari Expedition Leader. I'm an Australian textile artist, teacher, judge, blogger and all-round stitch enthusiast whose work in contemporary machine stitch became my business. I've been stitching for decades, so I'm thrilled to still be learning new things about something I just love doing. But I have to say, this time I'm a little gobsmacked to say the least, in a good way, because during research for these shows, I tend to uncover a lot of information, and I mean a lot. But every now and again, there's a nugget, or a series of nuggets, And that's exactly what this episode's all about, a series of golden nuggets. So sit back and enjoy a little bit of stitch-related fun. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to start with the big three I mentioned in my last episode. How on earth are Leonardo da Vinci, the ceremony of the broken needle and the needle and thread gaudy connected? Well, needles, of course. Let's begin our stitch safari in Italy. And the best reference I could find to this was in Google Books. Poor Leonardo. He's one of the world's greatest painters and is described as an Italian polymath, someone with wide knowledge and learning. But here he is inventing yet another machine and he was prolific. This one was to sharpen sewing needles. Why? Because he wanted to become rich, and with needles being such a precious resource, he probably would have. In 1496, he designed a machine to sharpen needles using a revolving turntable attached to grinding gears and polishing strips. He wrote in his notebook, referring to his needle sharpening machine, Tomorrow morning on January the 2nd, 1496, I shall try out the broad belt. He'd calculated that with 100 of these machines, he could turn out 40,000 needles per hour, each selling for five soldi. This man was so ahead of his time. With incorrect calculations, he figured he could make 60,000 ducats, the gold equivalent of more than $8 million in 2017. The man was a genius, but unfortunately, his invention never came to fruition. Now let's travel to Japan, where the ceremony of the broken needles began. Audrey Yang has produced a beautiful pamphlet fully describing this ceremony, but one sentence stood out for me. She says, As belief shapes culture, the Japanese have an enormous respect for objects of their daily life. And that simple sentence explains exactly what Hari Kuyo, the ceremony of broken needles, is all about. 
Patty Freed, writing for See How We Sew in 2014, talks about this 400-year-old annual tradition celebrated at Shinto and uh, shrines and Buddhist temples across Japan, where worn or broken needles, pins and small scissors used by embroiderers and seamstresses to create their beautiful sashiko work and kimonos are brought to the ceremony and thanked for their good service. They're gently and lovingly laid to rest in a cake of soft tofu. The Japanese believe that these inanimate objects have souls and using them releases their pain. This symbolic observance offers rest and tenderness for the retirement of these revered tools. This is a time for reflection, so no stitching takes place on this day. It's a time to pray for better sewing skills for the following year. What a beautiful, beautiful way to one of the tools that enable us to do what we love to do, as well as to think about the year ahead. Now our next safari takes us to merry old England, to the inception of something called a needle and thread gaudy. Never heard of it? Neither had I. So I did some further digging. The word gaudy is derived from Latin meaning joy or rejoicing and refers to a celebratory dinner held by a school or college in Britain. Queen's College has been holding the needle and thread gaudy for hundreds of years and the origin of the name was a joke or play on words on the founder's surname which, when translated into French, sounded similar to needle and thread, hence the name. But what do they do exactly? Well, it appears the bursar of the college exhorts all present to be thrifty, with tradition dictating that the fellows be given a needle and some coloured thread to mend their academic hoods. Yes, I can definitely see that happening. Italy, Japan, England. Now we're trekking to the mysterious Far East, and in particular China, where each year the Quiji Festival, or Double Seventh Festival, is celebrated. Much like our Valentine's Day, it's based on a romantic legend where a cow herd and a heavenly fairy, the seventh daughter of the goddess of heaven and the jade emperor, fall passionately in love and secretly marry on earth. But the goddess of heaven finds out and carries her daughter back to her heavenly home. Heartbroken, her husband finds a way to enter heaven with their two children and is reunited with his wife once a year, meeting on the Magpie Bridge on the seventh day of the seventh lunar month. This bewitching legend has great meaning to young girls wishing to attract romance. Festival traditions include throwing a sewing needle into a bowl of water and if it floats, the girl, the girl is skilled in embroidery. There's also a competition to pass a thread through the eyes of seven needles in a single breath. Skillful hands and embroidery is associated with the goddess of heaven's daughter, who was a weaver. These legends are mesmerising. Who cannot but be swept away by their richly exotic imaginative romance? Changing tack, let's meander across to Mexico and something called the needle and thread plant. The agave is an ancient plant with a rich history. Its name derives from the Greek agavos, meaning illustrious. 
So much so, apparently for the Aztec goddess Mehayul, it represented a symbol of longevity. However, thrifty Mexican women used it to not only make a coarse textile called petal flax, which they made into dresses, but also the needle and thread to sew them. Thorns from the plant, which became the needle, were carefully removed by pounding the leaf until soft, leaving a few feet of fibre, the thread, intact. That's a great use of a natural resource, plus there'd be no worries about rusty needles. Now the following has absolutely no proven basis in historical fact, but I'm including it because who knows, they may all be wrong. Do you remember those tomato-shaped and coloured pin cushions we used to have in our sewing boxes at school? They may still be available, I don't know, but they were most likely introduced during the Victorian era. The suggestion is that the origin of the tomato design came from the belief that sitting a tomato on the mantle of a new house guaranteed prosperity and repelled even evil spirits. Now, if tomatoes weren't in season, canny homeowners improvised by using a round ball of red fabric filled with sand or sawdust, which eventually became a home for pins and needles. Right or wrong, I don't care. It's a pretty little story and I'm keeping it. I'm going to leave you with this little piece of common sense. See a pin and pick it up. All the day you'll have good luck. See a pin and let it lie. Luck will surely pass you by. Anyway, thanks for listening. I love sharing these fun, quirky and romantic insights into the history and culture of the art of the needle. Don't forget to check out and like the Stitch Safari podcast Facebook page where I'll also post a resource page for this episode with links to sources and books I've used. Feel free to ask for a topic of your interest to be included. I bet it's already on my list, but you never know. In the next episode of the Stitch Safari podcast, I'm looking into the thread and the big four natural fibres. Till then, take care and include some beautiful, relaxing stitching into your daily life. Okay, bye for now.